Cheers, darlings. It's me, Rumor. And my podcast is Getting Effie. And of course, you lot are my little effers. Now I know you've been trying so hard to get on all my pages because, well, the traffic is just incredible and it's literally making the internet slow down. You lot, get going. Show me some love. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. And please, follow my links. Go to Spotify. You can listen for free. What the hell? You Clean your house while you're listening to me. Drive your babies to soccer. Well, you know, I don't want your babies to hear everything I have to say. But, well, maybe they can have some headphones on or something. But you know what I'm saying. You can listen to me when you're bored out of your mind. And I hope I can bring a smile to your face. And maybe we can just have a little chat about life in general. And, of course, our favorite reality show, Season 22, Week 6. Now, we are all wiping our eyes, wiping the tears away from what's happened last week. That was with Christmas having rain of the house. Being HOH, she had so many horrible blow-ups and horrible things that she did. It was absolutely disgraceful. Get woke, you idiot. And, well, we are wiping our tears from the trauma of that week. Well, we are now on week six. I will be going back a bit to some of the nonsense that went on during Xmas's time as HOH, but I don't want to digress. I've just taken a little edible and I have a nice hot steamy cup of tea. So I'm going to stick with week six until I have to go back a bit. Because there is a conversation that I'll have to discuss with you. Anyway, lovies, it's week six. Danny wins HOH by process of elimination on that big giant wall. That's one of the hardest comps, as we all know, with watching. I do think it helps to be the smallest, the lightest, the the one closest to gravity, and Danny wins. That's not taking anything away from the actual competition and her winning because it's so difficult I have to give her her props. As you know, I'm not a big fan of Danny this season, but it was amazing that she won, and good for you, Danny. Congratulations. Week six, Danny's HOH. Everybody goes into the house after the competition, and I noticed that the mood of the house is not the typical win of the HOH and the screen stops about. Now, either they're very exhausted or it just was an emotionally draining situation with Xmas being the HOH and saying goodbye to our dear Bailey. Danny goes back into the DR because she has to get her key and they have to interview her, probably tell her lots of things and how she's supposed to spin her week. Who knows? But we all know that it's terribly edited. That's the show that you're watching on CBS. Now, of course, my little duckies, you know there's feeds on CBS.com. And that's another whole show. That's the real show. And I would advise you, to get them. So, as Danny's back in the DR, the cameras go to that front bedroom right next to the living room. And who is there but Nicole F. and Christmas? Well, I will give you three tries. What do you think Nicole F. is doing? She's crying with her nasal twang, deviated septum cry, and we know that she speaks like that. Please go see a plastic surgeon. Get that tunneled out. This is me giving you a medical alert. She is crying and crying. Oh, oh, oh. The DR have told me. She tells us. And I don't understand how uh, this is great. During this time, I guess there's not as many workers maybe un- behind the cameras or whatever. Maybe, maybe the camera person the lovely camera person, is agreeing with us and thinks that their behavior is disgusting. So she said that she thinks that America is misunderstanding her, that everybody in ugly, I mean, ugly Michigan 
thinks that she's amazing and wonderful. And, well, they are referring to during feeds, right before the show of the sixth week. Because we watch feeds 24-7, there was an incident that came up. And this was not the first incident, okay, darlings? This is many times. This douchebag, Memphis, is mimicking Ian. And this isn't his first or second time. This is several times. Whenever he gets a chance, he puts down David and he puts down Ian. He puts down Ian because he has autism. He makes fun of him. He makes fun of his walk. And what's Nicole doing and Danny doing in the room? Laughing hysterically at him especially Nicole at that moment. But we all know Danny has said that Ian's going to use autism to further him in the game. And she's said lots about Ian being very sneaky. And she's just been ignorant about Ian. And, well, so has Nicole. Now, of course, if you watch the CBS show, you think, oh, isn't that lovely, Nicole? She takes care of him kind of like a big sister. Absolutely not. That's why you need to get feeds. She's been complaining about it since day one when they made the duo of the Million Dollar Club. She's been whining that he's her responsibility. Well, this is what happens. Ian, mate, do you want a sandwich? Ian says, yes, I love a sandwich. Thank you, Nicole. And then Nicole goes and tells everybody, I have to make a bloody sandwich for Ian. He expects me to do all his his cooking for him. He wouldn't eat if if I didn't do all this stuff. He's such a burden. So she's been complaining about Ian to everybody, except, of course, for Ian. And, well, here's Memphis and his, well, let's just say, he should have a tattoo of a wanker tattooed on his forehead. He is mimicking Ian and, and talking about him and, and just, you know, saying that he's lying about part of his autism and certain things that he does. And we all know, I mean, why don't you just like read one little paragraph about autism and this, well, so many different types and so much content about autism. But we all know that Ian has explained to us that he has energy that he has to expel. And if he doesn't have a hammock to rock back and forth, well, it's a problem for him because he definitely has some sort of jitters or, or you know, movement when he is sitting and, and he like, you know, it, it might affect his walk. And also we know, just like people that have Tourette's, I, I do think that like the brain works in a certain way and maybe it's not all the time that he might walk a certain way and might not. It doesn't even matter. Okay. We are grown adults. You are a father for goodness sake. Shut your bloody ugly fat mouth, Memphis, in your douchebag ways. And oi, everybody listening to me, stop giving Memphis your hard earned money. Don't go to his restaurants and give this man that is making fun of someone with diversity your hard-earned money. Because the only way that we can get some of these douchebags is to hit them in their pocketbook, in their wallet. It's the only way. And so why? Why increase their wealth by giving them your hard-earned money? There's thousands of restaurants go to a different one. Don't go to this douchebag's restaurant. So this douchebag Memphis is mimicking Ian and she is laughing hysterically. You're the funniest man there is in the world, Memphis. You're so funny. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. But it's hysterical, okay? Well, of course, you know, this made everybody pissed off on Twitter and on Instagram. Everybody that was watching feeds is really upset. And what happens? Thank goodness for these incredible people that own the companies that sponsor her. They took away some of her sponsorships. So some of the sponsorships that were sponsoring her got woke. They were like, we don't want this cow representing us. So they immediately withdrew it. And of course, the DR led on to that to her. So she's crying because what? She's going to have a little less money coming in, you know, for her, what? All her skill of being a influencer on these social 
you know, social media. She's a social media influencer. I mean, bloody hell. Also, let's not forget she's supposedly a trained nurse. She went to school for it. Have some empathy, you stupid sod. And don't be hysterically laughing. Leave the room if you're trying to play a game and be discreet about it and you don't want to stand up for your so-called friend, even though I think that's how she should have handled it. But then just leave the room. Don't sit there and encourage it. Well, thank goodness, whoever they are that withdrew the sponsorship, I commend you for knowing and, and just realizing that this is not the type of people you want representing you. You want good, kind, wonderful people that are completely educated and do not, do not say and do crazy, erratic, ignorant, and microaggression, aggression, whatever that word is. You know what I'm saying. I mean, we don't have any time for microaggressive or microaggression. And I appreciate that this company withdrew it. And so she, of course, is crying about that and that Everybody in ugly Michigan, ugly Michigan, is aware that she's a wonderful person. And let me just tell you, little girl, I would hope that you are a better person in real life. I would hope, because we saw how you treated Kesa. We saw how you had your ways of, you know, mimicking the words of racial profiling. You know, saying that he was aggressive, that he was he would come at you and he would be, you know, like aggressive and he was a bully. You know, we, we see you. And so you're saying those things about a person that's Muslim and you're marrying a man that's a Latino. So I'm just saying, darling, you better wake up, get educated, get woke and stop your nonsense and just change. Take all this in and be honest with people when you go back and have your all your fans, because it's ridiculous how all those people love her, and just say, listen, I made a mistake. I should have never done this, and I apologize. I understand what mistake I made. Maybe that's another thing. I mean, that's what made me so upset about Nicole A. You need to own your mistakes and say, this is what I said, this is what I said, and this is not right, and this is how I should be. And then that's that, you know? I mean, the show is over with. But acknowledge the stupidity, and then you'll be forgiven. But if you don't acknowledge it, if you think that we're misunderstanding it, when we see you on feeds and there's cameras 24-7... And you're getting paid $40,000 on a stipend. And you're getting all the sponsorships, all the love on all the social medias. And you're you're getting paid a ton. I mean, you're going to get so much out of this. It's changing your life. Wake up, get woke, and be appreciative for it. And own your mistakes, stupid little twat. Okay, then it gets worse, darlings. There is Christmas. Well, my mama loves me. At least my mama loves me. Well, bloody hell, I mean, <laughs> I would hope her mama loves her. <laughs> and FYI, mama, I hope you raised your child to understand that racial profiling, racism, microaggression is totally not the way our America, the land of the free, should be. Or the world in general. And she is going on and on about how the DR, so we, we do know the DR is, it, it completely runs the show, you know, and production. The DR told me that I'm not going to look as favorable as we thought my HOH. <laughs> and she goes, people are misunderstanding. I'm lovely. And by the way, when Bailey gets back to her husband, Swaggy C, she's going to watch why I put her up. And she's going to agree that this was the best for her. (laughs) She made this, I can barely say it, you know. I can barely get it out without laughing at her ridiculous hypocrisy and delusional discussions. It's just ridiculous. But she thought that Bailey is going to thank her because this was the best way 
that it should have gone. Bailey should go home and she did nothing. And we're all misunderstanding her. We misunderstood that she said on camera, I'm going to get stabbed by women of color. I'm going to get, uh, they're going to come at me aggressive. They're going to gouge my face, gouge my eyes. They're going to shoot me. I mean, bloody hell, where would you even come up with that? <laughs> you know, nobody has any weapons on Big Brother. So all of that was just totally ignorant, stereotypical, you know, stereotypicalizing. I'm not even sure if that's a word, but you know what I mean. Like putting them all, people of color, in a stereotypical sense and saying that they were going to be aggressive towards her and using adjectives that were completely wrong and ignorant and uh, we all know that. And I was so upset and very, very disgusted last week. So I know I have to get going here and get back to the week six. But I wanted to just tell you that was their discussion. And, and they're saying, oh, you just wait until we you all see them. That we'll be misunderstanding. We're misunderstanding them or we're misunderstanding the way that they really are or what they mean. We're not misunderstanding anything. We see that you're stupid, ignorant taunts. We see what you say on camera. And what it is is that cameras are on you 24-7. And you're obviously relaxing. And you think that, I don't know if you're thinking that, it, of course, it will be edited out like it was on the show. And I'm not really sure what you're thinking. But we see what you did. You acted like a total taunt Christmas. And I hope that you have sponsorships taken away. I hope that people understand that giving you their money, all these companies that are having you represent them, muscle malts, the protein powder, the stretchy workout gear, all that stuff, you know, Lulu, I don't think, I, I think Lululemon's a wonderful company, so I don't think that they would have Christmas model for them. But all that stuff that these people do after... Big Brother, I would hope that these companies would say, hey, you know, hang on. We want a very wonderful rep. We want somebody that shows that the world is changing and we are going to be in a world with people loving each other. There's no difference between anybody's, you know, shade, hue of skin. We're all the same. We all bleed red. There's no, absolutely no tolerance for racist people. So I'm hoping that there are more companies that will come forward and say, Oi, we're done with you. And they'll give it to people that are wonderful. And they'll give sponsorships to people that are loving and show kindness. Because those are the people that should be representing your products. After this ridiculous little discussion and by the way nicole f is going you know oh by the way christmas you're so amazing christmas thank goodness you're on this season christmas i'm so proud of you i wish i could be more like you well nicole f you guys are very one of the same okay you're both very ignorant little twats and so yes you are a lot like her and i don't think you need to wish to be more like her because you're both ignorant and you both need to wake up and get with it. It's 2020. Get educated, you stupid little twats. Okay. Danny comes out of the DR. She gets her HOH key. They go up to the room. Of course, the feed's cut off. Please, please adopt. Don't shop. Please adopt a beautiful animal that will love you unconditionally will be your soulmate and you will always always be thankful that you adopted this animal and saved its life you'll never regret it please please adopt don't shop feeds come back on and there is danny discussing a little bit in her hoh with day that you're safe and i was relieved about that and she basically said you know i, I you're safe i think I know who I'm going to put up. I think I know who, who I'm going to put on the block. And I'll always be able to even backdoor somebody if I want to. So she says goodnight. But then, of course, Danny gets out of bed and she has this thing where she's been doing this now for the last three nights. 
she goes and gets Cody out of his bed and they go up and spend five hours in her bedroom talking, chatting about the show. And I'm not, I'm just trying to get my head around this whole thing. I mean, you know, they're both with people, love their significant others. There's nothing like that going on. It's just this need that Danny has to try to fulfill this thing that I think she thinks is missing because I don't think that it's exactly the same with Cody. I'm not quite sure. I really don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure it all out. It's, it doesn't seem right. It, it seems like it's, I don't know what it is. I, I'm really not sure and I don't want to be harsh about it. It just seems interesting that she goes and gets him and spends her five hours alone with him and, and they just chat about show, the show and, and, and a little bit about life. And Danny is working 24 seven, big brother. She is just unnecessarily cruel. She brings up things that have nothing to do with the game. Like she talked about Ian's autism going further in the game and using it to go further. She's was totally jealous of Janelle. She talked about, she spread the rumors about Kesa being aggressive and a bully and that he was trying to do all these different diabolical things. They gave him way too much credit. Kesa was not doing any of this stuff. And she just has been controlling this whole game in and out of everybody's ear and really in with Cody. Now, I'm not sure if Cody puts her first or Enzo first. I thought at one time it was for sure the Jersey Boys, they were going to go. And of course, also the triple threat with Enzo, Tyler and Cody. So I thought he was more dedicated to that. And so I'm not really sure because the last few nights he's been having these five hours chats with Danny. I mean, they're up until five or six in the morning in California time. So I, I don't really know what's going on with all that. I do think that he is her number one. And I think that Nicole F is her number two or, you know, very slightly below Cody. We'll see. I mean, the way that she looks at Cody and she definitely changes her facial expressions and stuff to him. I'm not really sure about it at all, to be honest. I mean, I've been trying to analyze it. I don't know if it's some sort of need that she has to get attention from him. I, I really don't know. I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm just trying to figure it all out because it's not the best for her game. So to listen to everything Cody says. So I'm, I don't know what's going on with that. And I was surprised that nobody has noticed this. I mean, <laughs> they go up and I, I just can't even believe it. Like nobody has any idea that he spends four or five hours a night alone in her bedroom, you know, chatting about game. And, and, and it just seems so funny that like the DR doesn't call somebody and they see him and traffic goes by and they see that they're, they're in the room. I, I don't know, you know, like goes by the room and sees the lights on. And I didn't figure that out. I don't even know if like, oh, is production trying to push these two together to go further in the game? Not in any, you know, relationship way of, of sexual relationship are they just trying to push these this pair together to go further in the game i'm not really sure because i noticed that like the dr doesn't call somebody from the have not room that would see that the light's on so it's a very interesting we'll certainly see as big brother continues if there's something going on with the dr in production about trying to push these two to go further. And Danny explains that she is going to put up Kevin and David, and he's okay with that. He thinks that that's a good idea. Day would have liked her to put up Christmas. Of course, I would have loved that, but we're not, that's not going to happen. She was determined to put up David, and she didn't want to have to put up Kevin, but she felt like she had no choice because she has this group called the committee, you know, the big shiny white committee. And well, she doesn't want to go against the committee. So she puts up David and Kevin and Kevin thinks he's safe with her. So he was crushed, but that's what happened. She had the HOH ceremony. She put up David 
and Kevin. Now, David and Kevin are on the block. And as I've mentioned to you all, that there was this power that people played for. It was called the power icon, I believe. And the people that won those powers were Xmas. And this was from the following or the previous week. This was from week five. And Xmas won a power and hers was veto the veto. So somebody that wins veto, she can veto that. I'm not sure of the exact, uh, details of the game, of, of that, um, of that power. I'm not sure of the exact information of that. I'm not sure if she can veto if she puts somebody up and they win or if it's just somebody else that wins veto and they can't take anybody off. I'm not really sure. So sorry, I'll have to watch further and see that. You lot don't even give a hoot. So anyway, she's won the veto veto. Danny won. She gets to play in the HOH. If she's the HOH, she can play in the HOH competition the following week. As we know, they always have to sit out. Once you're HOH, you have to sit out and you can't compete. So you can't be the HOH two weeks in a row. In the beginning of Big Brother, I think it's the first, what, 10 weeks or whatever, 12 weeks. So she'll be able to play. These power icons are only good for three weeks. And the third one was David. I was thrilled for David. And he won I would say the best power icon, and that is he is able to block the person on the block. So if he's put on the block, he can say, I'm not going to be on the block. You have to replace somebody. And he doesn't have to tell her. He can go back and production does this thing and they say, oh, it's the icon's been used and you have to replace your norm. Now, that did happen. David thought it would be real cheeky to go ahead and, and pretend like someone else has this icon. And so he went around to everybody, practice, he practiced his crying and he went around and he said, Oh, I'm so, I, I'm so thankful for anybody that took me off and that I'm now not on the block and I'm safe for another week. Thank you, thank you. And he went around and he just ruined the situation. He should have said it once and then that would be it. Instead, he went to every individual person and he said, are you the one that took me off the block? Are you the one? Are you the one? And he's like trying to practice his acting skills, which, oh, best David. And so anyway, everybody's on to David. No one believes that he isn't the one that received the power icon and, and, you know, the, that whole competition during that week five of the power icon is just basically go into a room, trash all over the room, stick a piece of puzzle in a open slot and you win. And it's, it was difficult though, because it was pitch dark and there were lots of puzzle pieces that looked like the same, but only one would fit. So it was a great thing that he won that. And he was able to save himself this week. So he used it. There was this big, you know, announcement that the power icon has been used. And of course, Danny told Nicole on Veeds, Oh, I know I'm going to be, uh, I don't know. Do you call it GIF or GIF? I never understand it, but let's just call it a GIF. I'm going to be one of those. I'm going because I put my hands to my face like the home alone child, you know. And um, I know that that's going to be the latest gif or jif, whatever you want to call that. So I hope it's not because, you know, come on. I mean, when you try, that takes the whole fun away from those things. It's like, you know, you're trying to get on one of those things so people will use it. That's ridiculous. Anyway, I mean, Danny, just her behavior became more and more disgusting as the week went on. All of us at on Twitter are uh, discussing this, you know, it's just she and Nicole F have been repulsive towards Day. So she was very, very upset that she now has to, you know, name a new person immediately. That's what happens. They go, the power of icons been used. You need to make a replacement. She doesn't get a chance to think about it. 
and she immediately says Tyler. Now, earlier in the week, she told Tyler that they are good, they're safe, she's not going to put him up. She had an agreement, you know, they did the pinky swear. He even offered to keep her a little bit longer, and then she, like, was talking to Cody with her late-night chats that she thought that was a bit, you know, dodgy that he would offer an extra two weeks. Tyler's like, who cares? I mean, whatever, I'll do whatever I want, obviously. And so they were safe. He felt safe with her, she feels safe with him. And so for her to immediately nominate him was like a shock. So everybody was kind of stunned and he was the replacement. So now on the block is Kevin and Tyler. So that's what we know. And that's the next situation is that they will be playing for the veto. So a day goes by, the veto is being played. It's a very, very interesting competition. So they have to stack these little micro now, don't, don't even get it twisted. We know why they did the microbrewery. Do you think possibly it had something to do with the word microaggression that everybody's discussing and everybody's tweeting at CBS? And I'm definitely doing this like every 15 minutes practically and on Instagram. Every time they ask me anything, any poll or anything, how do you think they did for the week? Well, let me tell you, I this is what I think. And then I ramble on about how disgusted I am. So I thought that was interesting that they would say, oh, we're going to do microbrewery. So they have these little tiny beer cans. Now, they're smaller than a thimble. They're like... Oh, like maybe a, they're not even, they're like maybe a fourth of an inch that, about that size. I don't even know if they're that big. I mean, they're just very tiny, like Barbie doll size. And they have to use a tweezer to move them. And I thought it was a good comp because I could see this competition working if Big Brother ever wakes up and has equal equality with casting and cast the same amount of people with color, the same amount of European Caucasian descent, and the same amount of people with physical diversity. Now, there's so many of people with physical diversity that could absolutely play Big Brother and are big fans, and you would just have to slightly tweak the competitions, change them just a little bit, you know? You And so this was definitely a competition that if you were in some sort of, like, you know, let's see, if your legs didn't work really well, or if you were possibly in a wheelchair, but your upper body works just fine, you would be able to do this competition because you could sit and you could do this little microbrewery contest of taking these little cans and stacking them probably about maybe uh i would say like 14 cans you know and so they had these big giant tweezers and they had to take the tweezers well they weren't big giant tweezers they were like the size of maybe your your hand or something and so they did this competition and this is so wonderful. Day one veto. And everybody's so thrilled for day. I do believe that I read that this might have been the first woman of color that has won a veto in 13 years of Big Brother. Now, don't quote me. Let's just say 13 or 10 years. Either way, it's a tremendous accomplishment. We're so happy for you, Day. It's just jolly good. Also, let me add, if there was equality with casting and there was the equal amount of people of color and people that are Caucasian and people with physical disabilities, then, of course, you would have more people of color winning vetoes. So, jolly good. That's tremendous. Congrats, Day. She wins veto. Day is so thrilled she wins veto, and she now has the difficult decision of what she's going to do with this veto. Now, her dear friend, Kevin, who, let's be honest, Kevin's been a bit, well, I've been calling him a bit of a weasel. I love Kevin, like, personally, I think he's probably a great guy, 
But in this game, he's not wanted to commit to anything. And he's, the girls have been so wonderful to him. You know, Bay and Day have been so great. And they were so great. And David's been good with him. And, well, Ian's been wonderful with him. And I th- would hope that he would try to commit to somebody. But he seems to kind of want to just be in with whoever's HOH. And when that horrible blow-up with Xmas last week happened, and Day and Bay were absolutely devastated out in the backyard, he was in the kitchen giving Christmas a hug and comforting Christmas. And I was like, hang on now, Kevin. What are you doing? Go outside and comfort Day. Don't don't be in the kitchen BSing with Christmas and comforting her. So I was pretty disappointed in him. And now, of course, he's on the block. It's week six and the veto winner of day gives her the opportunity to use the veto and pull him off or not. So there is this discussion between day and Danny. And at first day before prior to Vito said, oh, Day has this mind frame of thinking she's probably not going to win, Vito. So she was like, well, I probably won't use it if you don't want me to, whatever. And I noticed that CBS, they put that in. And they put that in because they don't want us to know that it was very minimal. It was a real quick discussion. The majority of the discussion throughout the week was, if I win Vito, or now that I have won Vito, I would like to use it. It's a big deal for me that I want it. It's a big deal because it's been so many years since a woman of color has won veto on Big Brother and I would like to use it. I'm so proud of myself and why not be able to pull somebody off that I know is a number for me. And she's not in the committee. So she has like very few people now. Now that Bay was sent home, she only has like two people in the house, or maybe just one. So it ended up where she would say, Danny would say to her, well, you do what you have to do, but I would rather you not. And it's really selfish of you. And I mean, this isn't the best for your game. I mean, really, who's going to really go further? He's just going to be put back up next week. And it's like, just pretty horrible because you're in the committee, you have all your little white or whatever, right, What whatever you want to say, Danny, you have your group, you are running the house, you know no matter what, you know if Day uses the veto or doesn't use the veto, your group will be fine because you have the majority of the votes, no matter what, no matter if you put up somebody else it doesn't matter, you know, you still have the majority. But she was still very upset at that that day would even think to think for herself and to think that she could go against what she told her. And so Danny has become this, like, she's just been, she's created this, like, herself has turned into this evil villain of knocking down people and completely not only going by game. She'll use lots of reasons why she hates this person that has nothing to do with the game. And so that's just really shown me that I just don't like Danny and she has a lot of ignorance. And I just, I'm just so like more and more disgusted as I watch her. And so also, you know, the, I'm assuming it's the stress of the game it's all her gossiping. And I think just being an, a, a not very nice person has turned Danny into, I swear, day one, she was a very pretty woman to now she's very scary. I mean, my mates are watching and they're like, what the H-E-L-L happened to this girl? She She's very scary looking. I mean, I, I know she's eating because I see her eat her you know, five pieces of kale and her food and stuff like that. I mean, I know she's a vegan and she's very dedicated to that. And I think that's wonderful. And I do see her eating. Uh, I'm not sure, like, if she's not eating enough. I'm not really sure what's going on. But she's, I think it's probably more of an emotional reaction. 
She's so working so hard to be mean and be the villain and be, you know, just, I don't, I don't know how many times I can say it. I mean, she's just been a very horrific, nasty, evil person in this game. So that's obviously shown on her. She looks very scary. You know, she's, she's d definitely not looking healthy and you're watching it and you kind of are shocked about this and she is very very upset that day is considering to use the veto and she leaves it with a discussion with day well you know i would rather you not leave it i would rather you not use it and you know we'll leave it at that we'll put a pin in it or whatever you know or we'll discuss it later and Day is like, well, let's stay up in your room. And, I mean, even if we have to stay up until 5 in the morning, I want to hash this out with you and discuss with you what I should do. Well, if you look at Danny's face, sheer panic, because that would be Cody time. And she didn't want to run into that time. So she literally went through the whole thing of, I'm tired, does a little fake yawn. I'm going to say goodnight now you know, good night, and so they say good night, she shuts the door, turns off her lights, and then, you know, she waits until she sees that Day goes to bed, and she has this diabolical plan. She gets up every white, I mean, committee member, and she brings them upstairs, and she says, you know, we're having a meeting, this is what I want us to do. We're going to all say today that we are voting Tyler out, we'll keep Kevin, and then we'll blindside her, and I won't have to make a replacement, Norm. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to put Ian up. And well, why, Christmas? I mean, <laughs> sorry, that's another <laughs> microaggressive person. Sorry, sorry. Why, Danny? Why don't you want to? I mean, you have been trash-talking Ian. Because the DR had a little chat with her, too, about Ian. So, all of a sudden, now she's, oh, I love Ian. Poor Ian, you know. And it has nothing to do with sincere thoughts about Ian. She was totally, she's been trashing Ian, laughing about people making fun of Ian, saying that Ian was going to use his autism to further him in the game. It's all DR because she doesn't want to be, you know, punished outside the house by people calling her out for being horrible about making fun of a, a man with autism. So she's like, we're going to all do this. Basically, we're all going to F day. That's that. That's what it is. Even Memphis, you know, horrible Memphis, big douchebag Memphis said, well, if we do this, then you do know you're totally blindsiding day and it's you're going to make it very clear like she's going to have nobody she's going to be devastated that we're all lying to her and that means like she's just the odd person out she'll and then of course he 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 sounded fine he should have cut it off right there and then he goes i mean i don't care i'll deal with a you know a screaming black woman you know for a week i'll say thank you for being a douchebag as usual but he makes a point with the fact that he, she would be blind, blindsided and be mad at everyone but danny has this glee in her eye she gets this sparkle when everybody's against one person it's very scary it's like she is so eager to be the leader of a hate group it's really really scary to watch at home you see her eyes get all squinty and excited to be as cruel as you can be to another individual. No need for it. It wouldn't matter. She could just tell Day right away, well, we're going to vote this way or that way. I'll do the replacement. Now I have an extra person mad at me. I'm not happy about that. But, you know, and she could even stand up and say, I'm not happy about it. But she would rather stab somebody in the back and watch them suffer for a week that's just really bizarre it's it's definitely some sort of problem with i don't know if it's like some sort of uh psychological problem i i and i don't know if it's like come out it only comes out during big brother i've never seen danny so like psychopathic kind of delusional 
I've never seen that when I've watched her play in the past. I mean, this is the season where she is trying. She even said, I'm going to be like Dan. You know, everybody knows, you know, Dan is a legend in Big Brother, whatever, you know. And she's like, I'm going to be like Dan and I'm going to pull a Dan and I'm going to get all of you to agree that we're voting one person out. Then we'll blindside her and we'll, we'll vote Ian out. We'll tell her that we're all voting Tyler out and we'll really vote Ian out and that will blindside her. So the, it's going back and forth. And, and believe me, Nicole is, you know, Nicole Leth is trying, she's, we'll get foggy brain. You know, she'll want to be just like daddy. And she's like, oh yes, I think that's a great idea. Let's blindside Day. You know, Day deserves this. And then on another side, she'll be like, well, maybe that's right. Maybe we shouldn't blindside her. So it, what's going on in Nicole's brain is obvious. How many sponsorships are going to be taken away from me and I won't have my money for my wedding. So I think that that's what's going on in her mind, not what's right and what's wrong. It's all to do with like her and her money and all that stuff. And, you know, Cody, he's so wishy-washy, but we all see Cody for what he is. He has brought up every single time there's an HOH, he brings up either Day, Bay, or David. So we all know and see what he's all about. And so they ended up, you know, I, I called it the honky tonk, uh, meeting comes to a close and she, they all go to bed. Now this is like five in the morning. Again, I'm wondering why the DR has not done anything like calling day to the dr and waking her up and she'd see that they're all in the room so that's frustrating because they're definitely you know the production or whatever i should say calls her in a room that shows that like production likes to get all this nonsense and it definitely feeds into this little you know meeting between these people and leaving the other people out of the house you know out of the meeting in the house so that happened and well it came up today and day used the veto and we don't know if they edited any discussion out right before the veto meeting i have a feeling they might have but we don't know. We didn't. It wasn't on feeds, and and so I'm not quite sure if, like, maybe they did do this whole thing about raising hands. Who's gonna vote Tyler out? I don't know. Maybe, possibly, production said no. You can't do that. Just leave it like the regular kind of veto ceremony. Day had a very very brief speech when she was doing her veto, and of course Nicole. F had to criticize her speech, and so did Cody. They all have to criticize it. You know, they could all have their speeches, and they would be just fine with it. But they have to criticize it, because it's not going their spoiled brat, douchey, little, you know, ridiculous way. They should just be happy that this was, like, an amazing thing that happened in Big Brother. And no, they're all little spoiled brats, and they're very upset about it. So ends up, Day uses it, takes Kevin off the block, he's very thrilled, and Danny has to replace, and she replaces with Ian. So now, the two people on the block are Ian, and we know that Ian has won Big Brother before in first place, and Kevin. And we know that Kevin, I believe, came in, no, excuse me, not Kevin, excuse me, Tyler. So Kevin's not on the block, they just saved him. So it would be Ian and Tyler. Tyler came in second place in his season, and Ian won on his season first place. So that's what Ian thinks why people would probably vote him out. Now, what do you think? How, how they're going about it? Danny and her little committee group has all said, we're going to blindside Ian. We're going to not tell David, Kevin, and Day that we are going to blindside them. And we're going to keep Tyler. And she's always said that she wants to keep Tyler because we have to keep him in the game because we want to keep the committee together. I mean, are you kidding me? Tyler's one HOH. He's won 
vetoes this season. Ian's won nothing and he's been mocked and he's exhausted and he's dealing with his diversity in the you know, game in the season, having to deal with his schedule being completely mixed up. So he's definitely not been an amazing competitor, but she wants to keep Tyler. And that's the problem. It's like the popular kids do not want to vote out one of the popular kids until there's nobody else. And it's just boring and stupid and it's ignorant, you know? I mean, it, and I love Ian. He is, he's amazing. And he was actually my favorite when he won. And I was so thrilled that he won when the season that he won first place. And I was very, very happy for him. I think that they should keep Ian. He's no threat to them that so far he hasn't been a threat. And they should just tell him that he's a pawn. And that's what they're telling him. But they're not going to do that. They're telling him that. And they're going to vote him out and try to blindside him. But he's so smart. He sees what's going on. But they're going to do that. And then they're going to keep Tyra. You know what I say to that? I say, Oi, Tyler, listen, mate, you go after Danny. You get Danny and Nicole up. You get Danny and Cody up. You won't do Cody because they're in a triple threat, you know, with their little stupid, you know, faux gang sign, you know, and, and their t-shirts that their father's getting made up. So he won't do that. So how about put Nicole and Danny? But I, he probably won't do that. He'll probably use a pawn again, but I hope he puts Danny out. And I hope he gets Danny out, because there's nothing better than the person on the block turns around and gets the other person. That always makes it so exciting for Big Brother. That's all for me, my darlings. I will be back, and I will tell you what happened closing on the week six of Big Brother All-Stars Season 22. And that will be on Thursday, we will find out, so I will speak to you very soon. Cheerio, and remember, Black Lives Matter, love is love. <laughs>